pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Trends Vision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world-leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, America's prime for war, does the Constitution count? Can we weather the 5G storm? And you'll never guess what they're finding in English shrimp. Gerald, let's get rocking. What happened in the global markets today? Well, over there in Asia, you know, yesterday was the trade war, the trade war. So the Dow was way down. Uh, things went a little bit down in Asia, but they were up in Europe. So I guess the trade war went away really quick because in the States, Dow is up a little bit, NASDAQ down a little bit, oil's up, gold down, Bitcoin up a bit. Stocks closed a little changed in volatile trading day as investors unsure of trade deal outcome. <laughs> I mean, you've been going off of this on and on. So the really important thing here is the corporate earnings season is wrapping up. Only 88% of the corporations of the S&P 500 have reported. And here's the deal. Earnings are beating Wall Street expectations up by 6.7% with 73% of the companies exceeding their bottom line estimates. So this is positive for the economy. How much of that is the tax break they got, and how much of it is they're really doing more business? It's both, because the stock buybacks boost up the stocks. Yeah. So, but, but overall, you know, the economy is doing moderately well. And again, the, when we talk about China and the trade war, you know, I'll give you an example of the BS. Here's China April exports unexpectedly fall, but imports rebound as fresh U.S. tariff looms. This has nothing to do at all with the trade war. It's a global slowdown. So here we go. Imports of copper widely used in construction and manufacturing were up, but China takes in 50% of all of the copper being produced, and copper prices are going down because there's a global slowdown. China posted surprisingly strong data for March, but initial April readings have been more subdued, suggesting the economy is still struggling for traction. And this is despite all of the cheap money that the Chinese government is pushing into it. Gold, again, gold's going nowhere until there's a major incident that forces it to go up. I mentioned the prices are down a little bit. And oil. Oil went up. Here's our forecast for oil. I've been saying this all along, that higher oil prices are going to bring down the economy because what goes into the tank, the gas tank, doesn't go into the cash register in retail or restaurants. Our forecast is, and you've been knowing this for quite some time, that we see gold, stable, uh, gold oil stabilizing at around $70 a barrel. And with the current situation going on around 80. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're seeing it roughly in. Another one, interest-only commercial loans rise to pre-crisis level. Interest-only mortgages are surging in popularity with commercial landlords across the U.S. fueling fears of return to crisis-era loose lending and a spike in defaults 
if the economy takes a dip. Not only if the economy takes a dip when interest rates go up, very important because that's what they have a lot in Australia are interest only loans, commercial loans, and not only commercial loans, but you know, regular real estate loans. So when things slow down, this could be a very big issue. And then finally, slower inflation presents puzzle for Fed. We're the only ones talking about this. The reason there's low inflation is because of what I call the five O's, open market, overproduction, overcapacity, overpopulation, and online. The whole situation is different. There's too much product, too many workers to produce it. Online is bringing down the cost of everything, and so too are open markets. That's why relative inflation, not real inflation, but government inflation numbers are down. Okay. Um, let's go global here. And, you know, we've been on this Venezuela trend, um, and it's heating up again. Mike Pompeo on national television will not promise to consult Congress before attacking Venezuela. Why should he? I mean, after all, he's Mike Pompeo, the man who believes in the Bible, carries one all around. Why he breaks the Bible? He breaks the Constitution. But here's the other story. You're looking at, as you well know, what's going on with the neighbors in Venezuela? Well, Venezuela's neighbors are accusing Maduro, the president, of protecting terrorist groups in Colombia. Yeah, but there's no proof of doing it. The bloc, a dozen countries in the Americas that meet regularly to discuss Venezuela did not provide details of the groups <laughs> in Colombia. But we should believe them. But you can't call this fake news. They can make this, the assumption it could be a lot of bullshit. <laughs> but they get away with it. Yeah. So they're planning an attack one way or another, and here's to prove it. White House offers deal to backers of Maduro. U.S. says it may lift sanctions on those supporting Guaido. The Trump administration is considering lifting sanctions on Venezuelan officials who abandoned the government of President Maduro and joined the opposition seeking to topple him. You said it? Who? Come on, guy, come on, guess. Who said it, Bolton? No, Pompeo. Ah, uh, I was hoping someone else would get in the No, end. he's the actor right he now. He believes in the rapture. Yeah, that's right. Or the rupture. Yeah, rapture, rupture. Well, we don't need details when it comes no, to war. No, no, we could just make up anything. Here's an interesting detail for you. Okay. okay. Uh, another war in Yemen, which is the worst humanitarian crisis on this planet. And finally, the Congress, took him a long time, stood up and said, we're not going to fund... Uh, the Saudis anymore as they just pillaged that entire country of Yemen. Well, of course, Trump vetoed it. They couldn't override the veto. Now it comes out that one of the leaders, Republican leaders in the House, right, when he gave a speech saying that we need to be in Yemen to protect us from Iran, yep. his talking points came from a lobbyist from Saudi Arabia, <laughs> our Congress. Our Congress, again. The whole thing is a takeover. They're not just bought and paid for by American interests. They're well, bought and again, paid for by Saudi interests. And, and a, how about APEC? Yeah. Israeli interests. It's yeah. one after another. One after corporate interests, foreign interests. There's no America left anymore. It's corporatism, as you call it, yep. and levels of fascism, as I see it. <laughs> All right. We'll continue that discussion. Well, you know, World Press Freedom Day was celebrated a few days ago. Meanwhile, Julian Assange, a journalist, is languishing in jail. And when this World Freedom Day came, or Press Freedom Day, hardly got any coverage in America, and nobody's talking about Assange. Or Chelsea Manning right. is also in jail. And how about free speech? As all of the big 
monopolies are censorship 2019. Yeah, They're censoring trend. everybody that they don't want to have a different opinion, and there you got it. World Press Freedom Day, forget about it. It's a joke. All right, now... Uh, we've, you know, we've been talking about how in Africa a lot of citizens are standing up to, you know, their governments. Well, Uber drivers are standing up. Um, they had a big global strike today. Uh, they're protesting ridiculously low wages while executives of the company are just cleaning up. In fact, uh, there's going to be an IPO for Uber that's expected to make them worth about $90 billion. Their drivers get under 9 bucks an hour in New York City. You can imagine what they get in other countries, right? So you have a global strike, and I don't know if this is a trend or not. Do you it see is. more no, people? No, no, there's, there's strikes all over the world, yeah. whether it's in Poland. The strikes are continuing, and, and this is really new. There's really been a... a a whole wave of strikes going on. And here's a story. They had a, this meeting of the Milken Institute. The Milken Institute's annual gathering of investors, business, and political elites last week featured big names from U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin to David Solomon, chief executive of Goldman Sachs. Mr. Milken asked Ken Griffin, the billionaire founder of the hedge fund Citadel, why young Americans seem to have lost faith in the free market. <laughs> and polls show that 44% of millennials saying they would prefer to live in a socialist country. Yeah. So this is going to be a big campaign issue. And so as we see it now, it's going to be between, on the Democratic side, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Yeah, those are the two Those keys. are the two that we're, I'm forecasting that are going to be there. But this thing about socialism is going to continue to grow. And you hear the arrogance of this guy who bought, by the way, it's like a $243 million penthouse in New York City, this guy Ken Griffin. You and I grew up in a different era where the Cold War was waking up and there was a great debate in America about the strengths and weaknesses of socialism as compared to the economic freedom that we enjoy as a country. Now, remember, this is a guy that's the head of a hedge fund. Mm -hmm. Hey. Junior, when we were growing up, <laughs> could you get this in your head? There were no hedge funds. There were no criminal groups like you guys buying up everything and owning everything. Could you remember that one? No, because you won't talk about it because you're a bunch of elite, arrogant zillionaires. And there's going to be a revolution off with their heads 2.0 and it's going to sweep globally. All right. Now, do you think this is going to happen by the two uh, the 2020 election or might it take a little longer than that? I think it's going to take a little longer than that, but it's going to continue. I want to leave one one more level of arrogance at this very rich guy. The younger generation that supports socialism, quote are people who don't know history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you do, huh? Again, there were no hedge funds, no private equity groups. There were no monopolies like the Home Depots and the Staples. Banks were not allowed to make risky investments. There was a Glass-Steagall Act. Banks weren't allowed to do interstate commerce. Right. So thanks for the good old days. Yeah, Mr. good Mr. old days, guy. yeah. Well, listen... Bribes are not only, you know, prevalent in the U.S. Congress. Africa's getting into the picture. Everywhere. You know, Nelson Everywhere. Mandela, a true hero, created the African National 
Uh, it helped end apartheid, the, the uh, African National Party. Well, now the African National Party, without him, has become totally infested uh, with crooks. Bribes like monopoly money are be been given to South American leaders, and people are starting to get wise to it, and they're, they're starting to go to the streets about it. Again, they, they go to the streets, but the, the, the richer in control, the powerful military back them up, and it's in country after country. We do this, we do this really each week we're doing one, whether it's we're talking about Paraguay, we're talking about Algeria, whether we're talking about Sudan, South Africa, Argentina, Brazil, name the country, America, it's one after another. So this interesting trend is as the 1% get further separated from the 99%, we are at least starting to see globally protests. Uber drivers today, people in Africa, oh, yeah, and, the, and, the, and And yes, and its strikes are going, they're growing all over the world. All right. Now, this plays right into it. Two facts. See if you can connect the dots. The top 1% of artists rule concert ticket sales, and half of England is owned by less than 1% <laughs> of its population. Again, it's the, the wealth is all at the top. Right. And it's never been like this in, hey, Mr. Uh, Ken Griffin, it wasn't like that. Years ago when we were young, there was a middle class, Mr. Griffin. And uh, you want to read your history, see what happened to the French monarchy and the French Revolution. That's what I said, off Let with their heads 2.0. Yeah, exactly. And you know, to tie into that, 60 S&P 500 companies, you know how much taxes they paid? Zero. Zero. Yep. Again, we've talked about this. Yeah. Amazon, Delta Airlines, one after another. Pay no taxes. No taxes. And then you keep getting these breaks that they give all these big companies, like that Foxconn. You know, it's a great name, Foxconn. <laughs> this is the one that makes all the Apple stuff. Uh -huh. you know, Taiwanese company, they're doing a deal over there in, in yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. $4 billion tax deal. They were supposed to create, by the end of this year... 2,080 jobs. How many have they given us? So far, under 200. <laughs> but and they got a $4 billion tax break. So $4 billion tax break, and they've so far they've spent 1% of what they've pledged. And that's what we were talking about yesterday with the other tax breaks that they're doing in one state and one city after another, giving the breaks to the very, very rich as they screw us with school tax, property taxes, and taxing us every other which way while they give the richest the biggest breaks. All right, let's get to the presidential reality show because and this one even I couldn't believe. Listen, Joe Biden has run for pre the president twice before. Both times he was totally ineffective. This time's going to be different, right? Three strikes, so you're out. <laughs> he, goes, he goes on television and says that he will not accept any corporate money. Wow. And you know what? He's not, personally. But his political action committee is. Well, again, that's why the headline... How stupid does he think we are? Well, the people are stupid because... Oh, by the way, Biden is going to get 100% support from the Democratic Party. The National Committee. The National Committee. That's right. And And locally, and all, those, those, throughout the country. Oh, they, they, right. they're, they're going to be afraid of, of, of Bernie, Bernie because right. of the socialist issue. Right. And, as, and here's the headline. Biden, in first speech as candidate, this was last week, vows blue-collar revival. And in Biden's campaign style, this is yesterday, 
Some hear echoes of Clinton's. <laughs> so it's the same Democratic Party, echoes of Clinton's. And she did so well in the last election, they should get a clone, right? Well, I don't think he's a, she's a, he's a clone. Now, maybe, he might be Hillary in drag. I mean, that's he has probably same, what it I is. I mean, he take, he's, he's totally tied to corporate interests like she was. He's a, he totally tries to pull everything to the center like she did. Uh, he doesn't want to blame Republicans for Trump. He wants to be Mr. Nice Guy. Here's his thing. Like her, he backs $15-an-hour minimum wage, would provide public option through Medicare to expand the reach of Obamacare, and would eliminate tax cuts for the wealthiest Americans and large corporations. So he's, he's Hillary Clinton, but not as smart as she was. And yeah. she was a lousy candidate. Yeah. Right. All right, well, this one should make you feel good. 5G, you've been on top of this story. Yes, Could we have. wreck weather forecast, scientists warn. That's right. The way 5G is being introduced could seriously compromise our ability to forecast major storms, said Mr. Tony McNally of the European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecasting. And as we have shown, in Europe, they're being a lot tougher on 5G than we are. They even had a couple of cities. Some places. Uh, some of them Brussels, are banning yeah. it. Brussels banned But he them. goes on to say, in the end, it could make the difference between life and death. We're very concerned about this. Yeah. So, even though they're concerned about this, you know that the governments are going to do everything to push 5G yep. forward. Um, now, uh, we, on our continuing cannabis coverage, we've got some good news. You know, yesterday, one of our audience members sent in a question about Texas, whether it could turn red, go Democratic. And, um, but all of a sudden, Texas, one of the most conservative states, is liberalizing its medical marijuana laws. Gerald, the Texas House has moved forward two bills that would expand the state's medical marijuana laws under the state's Current act, only Texans with intractable epilepsy can use cannabis with THC. They're now going to expand that to include a lot more people who are suffering. And this is just the beginning. You're going to see more and more, as I keep saying, if the planet could feed us, could it heal us? Yep. And so more plant-based foods. Well, this is and great. Beyond Meat Sizzles on public debut as investors flock to plant-based food. Now you can make yeah. money with these plant-based foods. Plant-based foods and plant-based healings. And that's a big company, that one that you just mentioned. They yep. just, they just um, Shares of Beyond Meat more than doubled on the NASDAQ debut as investors scrambled to gain exposure to the fast-growing sector of plant-based foods. All right. Healthy for you, and now they're making it taste good, too. Now, you'll never guess what uh, they're finding in shrimp in five English uh, rivers. General. Shrimps? What are they finding in shrimps? They're finding <laughs> not only pesticides, but oh, no. cocaine. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, I guess they're getting high a over new there way to, England, A new huh? way to get high. Yeah. Um, the presence of the legal drug was unexpected. <laughs> because I'm glad it was unexpected because the sites are nowhere near cities where most people use cocaine in England. Drugs and other chemicals have been flushed into the sewage system, presenting regulators with puzzles for years. Last month, also in Europe, Researchers working on a project in Belgium said it, the, the, the uh, river was so polluted it could serve as a pesticide center. And in 2016, researchers found a cocktail of drugs, including Prozac, in salmon in Puget Sound off the coast of Seattle. It's so again, it's one after the well, other. Well, that's what I say. People talk about climate change and all the other. They're killing us in so many different ways. As I say, if you dump trillions of tons of poison into the water, into the earth and into the air, you think it will have an effect on us. And it's going to have an effect on our sex life because this won't surprise you. Since there's now cocaine in English shrimp, we now find that Britons are having less sex. 
according to a new study. A drop in sexual activity, steepest for married and cohabitating couples. Well, you know, that's why they call these things handhelds, because everybody's <laughs> masturbating with them. You know. And, you know, go back to that shrimp story. This is what they say. At the low concentrations in which they generally leach waterways, the substances that you were talking about, these poisons, have been found unlikely to affect human health. That's, oh, yeah. How about that for fake news? Drink up. How about that? How come a Facebook, Google, and Twitter, how come you're not banning the New York slime, the toilet paper record, for writing a piece of crap like that? Yep. Well, on that note, we want you to join us tomorrow. And don't forget, if you want to read history first, subscribe to the Trends Journal. And you do that by going to Trends Journal at TrendsJournal.com. We also would like your questions and your comments. Send those questions and comments to TrendVision2020 at TrendsResearch.com. And join us tomorrow for more TrendVision 2020.